0: Hello, and welcome to Boo Covery, where East meets West, as we learn from Buddhist psychology how to deal with mental health and health issues. And now your host, Tyler Woods. This is Tyler Woods. I hope you're doing well. I haven't done a, a podcast in a while. I have to tell you, I'm a busy woman. I mean, I work, and I work a lot. I'm a Buddhist I'm a musician that plays in four bands. I'm a psychotherapist that owns her own private practice. I have several radio shows on FM radio and a podcast. I help maintain family. I have friends. I have my own household. And I'm writing my third book. I'm busy. And I'm okay with that. I call it living in the moment and not being a vegetable finding ways to stay in bed or watching TV or being addicted to games, uh, you know, these video games. I like to see myself surfing this incredible wave of life, fully present, doing, being, and being accounted for. So, of course, you could imagine my fear when I found out I need to have a major surgery on my shoulder and have quite a long recovery with me in a sling for six weeks and physical therapy for three months, and I woke up in utter fear. Fear. F-E-A-R. Go ahead. Say it. You won't break or fall apart. A wonderful healer once told me, courage and fear go hand in hand. And it's true, as one of the requirements of courage is to be able to face fear and head on. I have had to come to terms that fear doesn't negate courage. It demands it. That's right. We all tend to think courage is the absence of fear but that's not true fear ignites courage and i'm not talking about people who live in a constant state of fear i'm talking about healthy i'm a real human being kind of fear like i'm gonna go under the knife and i need to be in a sling and not play my guitar for three months that kind of fear I'm going to be in pain, and I'm one of those people who do not take prescribed pain pills of any kinds. I don't believe in opioids personally, so I know what's ahead of me. And I get that it's the kind of fear that requires courage. The Buddha said fear is the root of suffering. It's a tool of oppression and imprisonment. Buddhists believe that dealing with fear involves the fact that you must deal with your own perceptions. What you perceive is what you'll receive. And this was ringing true for me right before surgery. I seem to be attached to the negative and not a positive outcome. I can't say when I get fearful I'm coming from a place of love. And that's because fear's goal is to find the perfect grounds for people who lack self-love. Do I love myself when I create horrible scenarios about how things are going to turn out when they haven't even happened? It's not me staying present. It's not coming from a place of love at all, but it's coming from a place of of suffering so first let's understand fear i think that at the most basic level fear is an emotion that comes when we feel threatened like you need major surgery and i remember waking up so afraid and looking for a way out because the fear of what was going to happen had more power than the very present moment. However, with that said, fear can serve as a protection. The Buddha taught there are two types of fear, one that is useful, that teaches us to use skillful action to prevent harm. It allows us to recognize threats and avoid pain. It affects our fight or flight response. It tells us sometimes to run the other way as we search for painless ways for survival. And the other kind of fear is when we literally live in a state of fear where there's nothing to fear, but it's causing us great suffering. We're attached to it. Some people can't get things done. They can't leave their house. They cannot do their job. They can't drive. And they believe in everything they hear when they have no facts to back it up. That is being attached to fear, and it causes great suffering. These are the people that are attached to fear, and they don't believe everything in life is impermanent. So they think it's always going to be with them, and that whatever fear they have will be there forever, and they feel like it's a never-ending cycle. There comes the suffering. And I realized that my fear was a natural fear, like, oh, no, I have to have this surgery. And they have to rebuild my entire shoulder kind of fear. You know, a wonderful spiritual mentor of mine told me to replace the fear of what-ifs and to simply use this as an opportunity to fly in the face of fear and muster up the courage to feel strong and healthy again. And I understood that, I must use courage to propel me forward from the fear. I learned the bravest of all people are those who admit they're fearful. I tend to be somewhat fearful of making daring moves. Everyone is afraid of something. In fact, if you aren't, there's likely something wrong with your brain. It's what you do with the fear that matters. For me, I rather enjoy turning it to courage and an opportunity for growth. You see, courage is a very smart emotion because it recognizes fear and it acts anyway. Courage is not being without fear. No, courage is allowing yourself to be with fear. And I love courage because it's deliberate. It's not a primal emotion like fear. It's mastering the emotion. It's being able to manage your thoughts and actions in such a way that can push through the fear. In this case, you can say, fear makes us stronger. Winston Churchill once said, fear is a reaction and courage is a decision. I understand completely that we may not always control when we feel fear. However, we can choose to change it to courage, even when that fear is right in your face. I've come to realize as a person and as a therapist and a Buddhist that fear is always hanging around somewhere in our brain. It sits there lurking, waiting, and though we can't turn it off, we can recognize it, And confront it. Basically, fear gives us permission to have courage. However, it's important to acknowledge that a person who focuses on the present and fills their heart with compassion is not likely to feel the fear as much or as intense. Sometimes people will say, you're afraid, don't worry, there's nothing to be afraid of. But that's not helpful. Instead, you have to ask, why are you afraid? I think when you ask why, why are you fearful? Well, I think it's important because sometimes fear is blinding. Sometimes fear is just an overreaction. Sometimes fear is our imagination. And sometimes fear is telling us something. And I think it's important that we face the fear. I work with people in fear every day for a living. And one of the most powerful things you can do for fear is to have patience and understanding, to ask questions, to hear the fear, so to speak, because fear has a voice and it calls for courage and hope. I find it useful to put fear right in front of me, look at it, step into it, feel it as much as I can. It allows me to see what's underneath the fear, what's behind the fear, what's in front of the fear. This way, I have an opportunity to plan, to accept, and to take the time to figure out what I need to get through it. This prevents me from being attached to fear. Now, I had my surgery three months ago in, uh, in uh, June of 2021, and it was uncomfortable. And there's been a great deal of changes because my arm and shoulder will never be the same. However, not being attached, I'm willing to see what new and exciting things will happen because of it. And what I learned was there's a fine balance between fear and courage. And since we all know that fear is an excellent opportunity to become courageous, why not have the fear? Express the fear. Stare at it right in the face. Look into it with eyes of courage. Never feel shame if you have justifiable fears. Just know that there's a way out of fear, and that way is courage. For now, this is Tyler Wood saying, be safe and walk in peace.